Oh, oh, oh. Welcome to the... <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> oh, it's Christmas. <laughs> we do it again. <clears throat> oh, oh, oh. Welcome to the Cola Club podcast. Hi everyone and welcome to the Koala Club Podcast, a podcast made by and for international students in Australia. I am Kevin and I am Trang and we talk about everything education, work and lifestyle for overseas students in Australia. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Koala Club Podcast. Today we have a very special bonus episode. It's our Christmas special episode, right Kevin? Yeah, I know, right? It's um, almost a year already. I mean, time goes fast and we are Christmas Eve. So yeah, today we have a very special episode about, all about Christmas. So uh, I guess it's just more of our casual chat about Christmas and Christmas in Australia and what is it like? Yeah, we sort of wanted to do this episode to give our listeners who are overseas insight into what Christmas is like in Australia. Christmas celebrations could be different around the world depending on where you are. And yeah, also relevant for those who've just arrived in Australia. Maybe this is your first year as a student in Australia. So you might be wondering what Christmas uh, season is like here in Australia. I know when I first arrived, it's quite a little bit of a surprise because Christmas is really big, probably the biggest holiday event and festive event here. For us, um, coming from a Asian background country, which is Vietnam, over there is Lunar New Year is the biggest, you know, festive event, and Christmas is not that big, so it's a quite pleasant surprise, and you know, good to see all these tradition things going on around Christmas here. Which I have mentioned, the first one is Christmas crackers. Yes. So shall we crack the Christmas crackers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. So for our listeners, you can probably hear this. So Christmas crackers uh, in Australia is this paper tubes, cylinder kind of shape that we have in pretty much almost all Australian families' Christmas dinner or lunch. And what it does is, well, it has three parts, you know, one of the, say, the bottom part, the middle part, and the top part. And then two people just hold on to the two ends of the Christmas crackers. And, uh, you know, on count three, both of them just pull and that leaves like one of the people. So one will kind of win the game and get the middle parts, whereas the other one doesn't. And the middle part will have uh, some sort of um, a Christmas joke or a puzzle or a question, like a quick uh, fun questions. And also it has some goodies inside for you. Yeah, I think that's a really good description of the Christmas cracker without, yeah, without showing the image of a Christmas cracker. Yeah, well, because since we're doing this virtually, we will crack our own Christmas crackers, but usually it requires two people, so yeah. one on each end. Yeah, that's right. So uh, we better get on cracking. So you want to do yours first? Yes, sure. What do you want to do to, to, to do it together? Yeah, actually, yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. Let's do it together. Okay. okay. One. Let's go. One, one two, two, three. Yeah. Wow. That's a that loud noise. That was louder than I thought. I smell something burning as well. Jeez. Yeah. It... Okay. So I've got a a photo of a uh, fox wearing a scarf. A little sticker. No, it's a sticker of a fox wearing a scarf. Oh, nice. 
What do I have here? Ah, the famous Christmas cracker hat. Yes, I've got a hat too. Yeah, I forgot to say they give you they give you some sort of a paper hat to put around your, your head as well. It's look uh, rather silly, but you know, that's a that's the whole point of the game to look silly in Christmas. Yeah, and then the family will put the hat on as they yeah. are eating their Christmas lunch or dinner. Mm. So it sort of looks Shall like we put ours on? Can can we still put ours on with the headphones? Yeah. Let's, let's try it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you look very fun. I I look Oh, oh. Really Christmassy now. Yes. <laughs> you look like an elf. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got the green one. You got a pink one. An or... orange one. Orange, orange one. All right. You want to read your quiz? Your fun quiz? Yes. First? What's ET short for? Mm, uh, is it like aliens? No, because he's only got little legs. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, oh, I... What? Because E.T. is short, so that's why he's got little legs. I think that's what it means. <laughs> I'm not sure I fully understand the joke, but that's the whole point of a Christmas cricket joke. <laughs> yeah. You, you can never understand fully the joke, but it's somehow still yeah. funny. Okay. What's yours? What's mine? It's a joke, all right? Who's never hungry at Christmas? Santa. No. And so it's a turkey because it's always stuffed. <laughs> I think I like that joke more than my, my yeah, riddle. it's pretty, pretty fun joke. Okay, that was uh, oh, wait, another question. Oh, so I have a joke and a question. Oh, okay, so question What was the seventh gift given in the 12 days of Christmas song? Answer is a, a seven swans a swimming. I don't get that, <laughs> I don't get that either. Maybe you need to know the Christmas song to know it. Okay, so now we're done with the traditions of the Christmas crackers. Let's go on to talk about what Christmas is really like here in Australia. As Kevin mentioned, it's the biggest holiday season in the year. So Christmas and New Year period, very, very similar to how big it is in, say, Vietnam or other Southeast Asian countries with the Lunar New Year, right? Yeah, that's right. So Christmas holiday here is very big and it's the biggest uh, festive event in Australia. What comes second after that, you reckon, is probably Easter? Yeah, I guess around Easter, that's when people have four or five days off. Yeah, so similar to our uh, hometown, Vietnam, uh, we have Lunar New Year's the biggest festive event. And in Australia, it's Christmas because people got probably normally one to two weeks off or sometimes even more. It's a tradition for family to gather around and just rethink about the year past and just catch up with family and friends. It normally starts just before Christmas Eve. So this year's the last working day probably be Thursday the 23rd December or the Friday before that, which is 17th. It lasts for two weeks normally. Like I said, some people would take more of their annual leaves uh, than that to have a longer holiday just to relax or to travel somewhere else. Yeah, so Christmas Eve is on the 24th and then Christmas Day is the 25th of December. So when you wake up on Christmas Day in the morning, there's like excitement in the air for both small kids and big kids, i.e. us adults, because it's time to exchange the presents. So usually leading up to Christmas, everyone would do their Christmas shopping and wrap up their presents and leave it under the Christmas tree. 
And then in the morning of Christmas Day, we all unwrap it. So it's it's a very exciting day. Yeah, certainly very, very exciting day. And especially for us international students, because we didn't get used to that tradition. So it's always nice to, you know, unwrap a present for yourself or, you know, it's probably just something you buy for yourself in, over Christmas Day. Yeah, like it, it's definitely a time to give and receive and yeah, open up and see what surprises there are in the presence. Yeah, absolutely. And then after the present exchange, you know, the family gather around, have lunch together, and normally they play traditional games in Christmas, like Christmas crackers, which we just play, or we have various board games like Monopoly, chess, or just watching Christmas movies all together. I remember from my childhood when I was in uh, my hometown, I really liked the Christmas movie uh, Home Alone. Have you watched that one, Yes, that's definitely one of my favorite too. And Christmas is a great time to just be binge watching movies with your family, right? Yeah, so on Christmas Day, so you would gather with your families and friends and then have a big Christmas meal. So this is usually at lunch and or dinner and both. So it's a very big meal. Usually the traditional uh, food we would have is like ham. That's one of the main component, ham. Uh, sometimes, yeah, turkey, uh, barbecue dishes. We'd have potato bake, mashed potato, a lot of salad. And some families do have a lot of seafood as well. And prawns is probably one of the most popular seafood during Christmas. There's some uh, traditional, I guess, desserts. So there's three that I can name. So there's Christmas pudding, pavlova and trifle. So Christmas pudding, I'm not sure if you've had it, Kevin, but it's like a sort of like a cake, but some of the key ingredients are like raisins, currants, lemon and orange peel, and then more common ingredients like flour, eggs, milk. But I think the key component is brandy. So it's got that very unique taste. So if you haven't tried it, Try it this Christmas, Kevin. When you say brandy, you mean like like alcohol brandy? Yeah, yeah, oh, nice. Alcohol. Yeah, I yeah. haven't tried the Christmas pudding, but I have tried the pavlova. I love the pavlova, but uh, sometimes I know it's too sweet, right? But like you know, when you think like oh, Christmas, just yeah, just go bananas and have whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just I really like pavlova. Out. I gotta try that Christmas pudding, like you said. Mm. Yeah. So the pavlova for our listeners. Uh, who are overseas, pavlova is like a meringue-based cake. So basically egg whites. So it's crispy on the outside, soft on the inside and sugary. And then on top, you've put uh, whipping cream and lots of fruit, like kiwi, berries, mangoes, whatever it's in season. And yeah, it's a really uh, (laughs) very, very, um, what's the word? It's very uh, luxe dessert. Like I really like it. Yeah, yeah, it's very sweet as well. And it's just mm-hmm. like if you should have it on a normal dessert after dinner, like a normal day, you probably think this is too much. But in Christmas, there's nothing is too much. Yeah, for sure. And then the last dessert uh, that people usually have for Christmas is trifle. So that's like a multi-layered dessert. So we've got like sponge fingers, custard, jelly and fruit. And it's all in different layers. So you have it all together. And that's a really, really... um. I can't find the word for all these very rich dessert, but it's very good. Like, yeah, you go all out. So when you're here in Australia, you definitely should try these three. Wow, you really know your way around this Christmas dessert, Chan. <laughs> yes, I... it's one of the highlights. <laughs> <laughs>
And uh, may I say also since Australia is a, a very multicultural country as well, so there are also dishes from each family's origin cuisines as well. So say if we're from Vietnam, normally we'd have some some dishes from Vietnam as well. And then, you know, the other people like from European countries and have a lot of uh, European desserts and uh, Euro European cuisines or people from say Asia, they would have like a lot of dishes from Asia as well. Yeah, I guess the list is, um, there's no boundaries. The list can go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the more food, the better. The more mm -hmm. food, the merrier. <laughs> now, talking about uh, activities. So Christmas in Australia is often a hot Christmas as it is uh, summer here during December. Therefore, most popular activities during this holiday season is going to the beach, have a swim, enjoy a sunny day, um, have a barbecue near the beach. And while well, we have barbecue stands free to use in public parks and beaches, so that's very good. But for that, you may need to get up really early to secure a spot though, because a lot of people are going to go for that as well. Mm, yeah, I love the fact that Christmas here in Australia is a summer uh, Christmas, so there's no snow, there's no cold weather. It's yeah, oh, bright, actually, sunny weather. You, you actually prefer that over, like, say, cold Christmas? Yeah, I think because I generally prefer hot weather. Maybe oh, that's yeah? where because, because <laughs> where we come from, it's always oh, hot. That's interesting. Oh yeah, that's right. Because you um in the south and we're um, in the north. So for me, Christmas, even though we didn't really have Christmas, Christmas in Vietnam, but um, I was always cold in December, and I kind of uh, prefer cold Christmas. Be good to see, you know, snow, but not not probably not in this part of Australia. But if you can, you know, see snow in December, and, you know, build like snowmen uh, play snow together. That's that's really, I I think that's really fun. Hmm, maybe worth going to the other side of the world for a year and just to mm. experience that Christmas. Then <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so on Christmas Day, like apart from like outdoors activities, you can probably go out to uh, restaurants so most retail shops are closed on christmas day as a public holiday but yeah some cafes and restaurants may be open but they will charge you public holiday surcharge so that's around a few dollars per person extra but then the next day which is boxing day on the 26th it's a i guess a traditional shopping day because on boxing day there will be a lot of discounts uh, sales at the shops so a lot of people go shopping on boxing day so the day after christmas and there's a massive crowd that goes shopping on this day so prepare to face this big crowd if you do want to go shopping on the 26th i made the mistake of going once a year because probably that's the first year i i kind of have um enough cash because i was start working full time and i was like let's go on boxing day it'd be great I ended up didn't buy anything really, I think, but, um, you know, a lot of, um, trying to get in the shop and a lot of long mm. queues. And even when you want to grab something to eat or grab a coffee, there's a long, long queue because there's just so many people going on that day. So yeah, it's like not really my thing to go on boxing day. Yeah. Same. I, th I think I remember seeing on the news one day, uh, one year, sorry, photos or clips of people queuing outside the shops before they open on Boxing Day. And wow. that's just a massive queue. I think this was in Sydney. So mm. I was like, yep, yeah, I'm not going to go on Boxing Day. Yeah, I know, right? For our listeners, if if you arrive to Australia and it's your first Christmas, I probably still recommend to go because it's quite an interesting thing to, you know, experience. And uh, absolutely, so like later on, you can tell your friend like, hey, you know, the craziness in Boxing Day in Australia, let me tell you all about it. Yeah, experience the atmosphere, right? Yeah, exactly. 
Then after Boxing Day, which is from the 27th to 30th December, is more like a quiet period for most of us because we just slouch around the couch and finish up the rest of the Christmas Day food that we overbought. And a lot of Australian families uh, actually take this time to go travel around Australia or overseas so they could have a nice break away from the normal environment with their loved ones or use those days to go visit distant families, like say in another state of Australia or something. Yeah, that's very common. However, bear in mind that when you travel during the holiday period, it will be very busy because a lot of people are traveling as well. So just make sure to plan and book in advance and also make note that accommodation will be quite expensive too. Yeah, and you got to book early if you want like good spot. Yeah, so tell us about the 31st December. What's special about that? Yeah, so on 31st of December, everyone is kind of uh, preparing for the countdown to the new year. Some have plans to go watch the New Year firework in major cities in Australia. I really think you should try at least once because uh, Australia's New Year fireworks is considered one of the best in the world. I personally attended once. That was probably when my sister-in-law visited us. So me, my wife and my sister-in-law, we uh, did plan and uh, went to Sydney Harbour to see the firework. And let me just say it is flooded with people like compared to that Boxing Day is nothing, right? So you, you have to, you really have to prepare yourself physically and mentally because it's going to be so many people there. And first you have to have a good plan to arrive and depart early. I think we went there about 2 p.m. and it's already flooded with people, right? So you're trying to grab a seat on the grass or a good seat with a nice view to the harbor so you can at least see. And I think you start closing the entry to that part at about 6 p.m. Right? So you have to go really early. Or the other way is you can pre-book like a fancy clear view restaurants nearby to watch your fireworks while having dinner or drinks. Just a note, it is quite an expensive thing to do and you have to really book early. But hey, if you got the money, then, you know, why not? Oh, and that's the arrival part. And I just want to tell you my experience about the departure part. So after we watch a firework, right? So with departure, you can't really leave early because what's the point? You, you wait there five, six hours and then you're going to leave early. So we stay until the end of the firework, which is probably about 12.15 or 12.20, just after midnight. And then we start going back by train with the flooded people uh, going the same directions. From Sydney Harbour, we try to walk to the nearest train stations and we keep getting roadblocked, like road closed from the police riding horses. We kept getting directed to the next station. So we ended up walking our way back to central stations, which took us like almost an hour because there's so many people as well. So you can't really walk that fast. So it took almost an hour to get to central stations. It was another two hours or something like that to get back to Wollongong. And we ended up you know, back here in Wollongong about 4 or 5 a.m. <laughs> that was a really memorable, tiring, exhausted experience. But to witness, you know, the firework in person, I would say that that's definitely worth it. Wow, it does, does sound like a very memorable experience and a once-in-a-lifetime experience too. So... I haven't done it myself personally. Uh, I don't know if I will, but it's definitely, I think, on many international students' bucket list to watch the fireworks because you're already here in Sydney or you're here in Melbourne. Like, 
yeah, grab your chance and go have a look at the fireworks whilst you're here. Yeah, I think you should, because when you think about a lot of people, a lot of international tourists, they buy the airplane tickets to come to Australia for a few days just to watch that firework and then fly back. So, you know, if, if we're here, so, you know, you might as well use the chance to see it at least once. Mm, okay, I'll think about it, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you do prepare, you know, prepare planning and yeah, prepare your entrance and your exit route. Yeah, I wonder what it will be like this year or in future years because of COVID and stuff. Yeah. Maybe there might be more restrictions in place. So do your research before you plan your trip. So what's happening after the 31st Chang? So on the 1st of January, so on New Year's Day, usually people recover, I guess, in the morning before, uh, due to the night before. So sleep in, I guess, in Kevin's case, if they got back home around 4 or 5 a.m., then they probably need that sleep in before they <laughs> yeah. can start their new year. Yeah. <laughs> But apart from that, I guess um, the New Year's Day is very similar to the previous days of the festive period. So You would go to the beach, go outside and have a barbecue, enjoy the sun, uh, meet up with family, friends and say Happy New Year. So just continue on with the celebrations. I know, right? And even though, you know, New Year Day, when you think New Year is quite exciting, but uh, one, people like probably recover from the hangover the night before, like I said. And two, the general feeling is that Christmas is considered like a bigger festival than New Year. And people get very excited over Christmas And then start wide out a little bit in New Year. Or perhaps we slowly come to the realization that we have to be back to work soon. And that's make our mood down a little bit. What do you reckon, Chan? <laughs> yeah, I think that's quite true in some sense. Because Christmas, everyone makes a lot of effort to be with their family. Like it's a very important thing to be with your family over Christmas. And then after that, I guess people sort of disperse and go traveling, go elsewhere, visit other families. So yeah, I guess it's sort of like winding down and getting ready for the new year and then coming back to work because I think the first is the public holiday. And then usually people would probably go back to work on the third or the fourth, depending on the calendar year. But yeah, like for me this year, I'll be back at work on the fourth. So I guess the new year's day will be just be sort of winding down leading up to going back to work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's probably it. All about Christmas and New Year in Australia. I know for us, a very pleasant surprise in a way. And uh, we take, you know, one or two years to get used to it. But when you get used to it, it's really fun. It's like a, a time of the year when you can wind out and relax and reconnect with family and friends. And just take time off for yourself uh, after a busy year ahead, busy year past. Yeah, because... um. Usually December would be when international students or just students in general finish their semester, they finish their final exams for the year, they'll get their results and then that will give them the green light to finally chill and relax. So yeah, if you're in Australia over Christmas, do some traveling, visit family and friends and experience the beautiful summer we have here in Australia. Yeah, absolutely. Just before we close off, I, I can prepare a questions for us, Chan. So, um, okay. <laughs> it's kind of a tradition here as well. And parents always give kids like a letter to write to Santa, just asking, you know, I've been good this year and uh, this is what I want. So if you would have written a letter to Santa this year, what, what would you wish for and why? 
Yeah, that's a very good question, Kevin. I didn't think of my wishes for Christmas or New Year's yet, but I think the first thing that comes into mind is just uh, I just wish for my family, my friends, and me, myself, and my husband just to have a uh, good festive period and also to be safe and well in the years to come because I think we're not close to ending the pandemic anytime soon so I just wish for good health for me and my family and friends and to you guys too no that's that's very that's a very meaningful wish and yeah absolutely agree with you I got some similar answers as well when I thought about this I thought I would like to you know wish um for the pandemic situation quite slow down and you know get better especially in our hometown so that we can revisit uh, our family back home I know that's the same situation for a lot of international students here in Australia in that they can't really come back to visit their families and especially for for uh, a young family like us like we just have our one year old baby so you know it's be good for for him to visit uh, all his family see grandparents and his uh, aunts and uncles they really you know looking forward to see him so i'll say yeah my wish is just for families to reconnect i think a lot of people feel the same way but i think we didn't mention the fact that from december a lot of well i think our, our listeners know about this but from december students can come back to Australia um, under the pilot plan and I think I did hear that a lot of students are going to be coming back from 1st of December so that's really exciting and especially good timing for Christmas and New Year and they can enjoy the celebrations here so if you're one of those students then we wish you all the best and hope you have a good first month here in Australia and first year in Australia too in 2022. Yeah absolutely and for uh, all our listeners Thanks for having a crack at us. Thanks for giving us a listen uh, since uh, June, about June or July uh, this year. And uh, we wish you all the best wishes of health and success for your new year in 2022 ahead. And have a very merry and safe Christmas. Yeah, thanks guys for listening to us. And yeah, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and see you in 2022.